Hi, I'm Xavier McFarland, and welcome to the Catholic City Podcast. Today's episode features Steve Thomas, a longtime Mary Foundation benefactor and the original inspiration behind Operation True Cross, our pilgrimage of reparation, tracing a cruciform across America while carrying a relic of the True Cross on foot. Steve joined Operation True Cross, walking on the team with our founder, Bud McFarland, and sleeping in our modified cargo van as they went from Washington, D.C. to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the second leg of our pilgrimage. Steve just got back from the road the night before recording this podcast. He'll be joining us again for the last three days as the leg ends at the Lord's Grotto in Notre Dame, Indiana. We're also joined by Anthony Mancini, our operations manager here at the Mary Foundation, who was on the team with me, Bud, and Patrick Cole for the first leg of this pilgrimage, which was from the Shrine of Our Lady of Good Help in northern Wisconsin, also ending at the Lord's Grotto at Notre Dame, the center point to our crucifix. A quick apology to the audiophiles out there. We had partial equipment failure while recording this, which caused some interference. So please forgive the imperfections with the sound. I did my best in post to get rid of them, but some slipped by my amateur skills. We've got some new equipment on the way for next time, so don't worry on that end. Now listen as Steve, Anthony, and I share our experiences, insights, and spiritual fruits from the time on the pilgrimage. But first, if you want to learn more about Catholicism, or are looking for materials to evangelize family, friends, and fellow parishioners, please visit the Mary Foundation at catholiccity.com to order our Catholic scapulars, books, booklets, medals, and best-selling novels by Bud McFarlane. Sign up for Bud's Catholic City Message, where he's been sharing profound insights, sage advice, and crazy stories for over 25 years. We are also the world's largest distributor of the Purple Scapular, given by Mary to the approved French mystic Marie-Julie Jehenny in the late 1800s. You can learn more at our website, catholiccity.com. So, Steve, why don't you just tell us a little bit about your personal background, how you got connected with the Mary Foundation, and eventually leading up to how we got all the way here with Operation True Cross. Okay, so I am Steve Thomas, my wife, Ginny, uh, my eight children, a big part of my life, Uh, Mary Foundation. uh, I met Bud, your father, back at the Colebrook. Well, no, it was before the Colebrook Conference. It was Pandora's Pillbox. It was a uh, pro-life NFP conference. This is probably going back over 20 years. And ever since that time, I've been a big supporter of Mary Foundation and just love the work that you guys do. Cool. So we are on this walking pilgrimage, but it did not start out this way. That was not the original idea. You have been bugging my dad, Bud McFarland, for a long time about a different idea. Why don't you tell us about that? Yeah. So probably 16 years ago, I was just getting ready to get in the shower, and you know that's where I, all all the great ideas come. Um, and uh, I asked our blessed mother. I said, "Mother, I go, what's something we can do just for Jesus?" And it was one of those it's one of those things where it was just it wasn't the usual prayer, and it wasn't the usual response because immediately in my heart I just had this whole notion and idea of taking Jesus out into the streets, out you know the Eucharistic presence across the country. So it was a it was a very grand idea, large idea, and uh, and that you know that whole idea developed over a number of of years actually. So so going back, I kind of formulated the idea, um, and then and then you know I wanted to start it, and just you know financially, you know kids are young, just never were able to kind of push it forward. Um, but I did share it with a number of people. So um, probably about five years ago, I started a a nonprofit, Healing America, um, and then uh, talked to our bishop and our diocese in Joliet, 
and said, hey, we need to do this. And so um, he gave his approval. And again, it just it, it just got, you know, it didn't happen just for a number of different reasons. Um, and so um, so really then when I uh, my son is uh, with the CFRs and he's he lives in a house where two of the designated preachers for this uh, Eucharistic revival, um, which Bishop Cousins, I think, is, is leading. Um, and my son told me about it. He said that they're actually going to have a Eucharistic revival and they're going to, you know, try to promote Jesus' presence in the Eucharist throughout the country. And so I just immediately um, just, you know, lit up. And so I, I reached out to Bishop's cousin's office and, you know, I've, you know, eventually, you know, met a number of different people um, and got to the right people. And then uh, we talked about um, taking our Lord across the country. And then eventually they said, you know what, that's, that's a great idea. Um, and so we, you know, and I, again, of course, I'm peppering them with ideas and, you know, the whole concept of taking our Lord out. It's not a procession, but it's a march, right? We're, we're in battle. And so going out to, um, you know, pray prayers of deliverance, uh, pray prayers of healing for our country, um, you know, obviously adoring our Lord in the Eucharist. Uh, but, but it's a little bit different than a normal, typical procession. Um, so, so anyway, so that, that developed over the years. And with this year of Eucharistic revival, this, these last these three years, um, I think until twenty twenty four, they're gonna they're gonna do it. And actually, it was I think it was your dad who actually formulated the idea of forming a cross with our Lord in the Eucharist. So coming from north, south, east, and west. And so those, yeah. So that it, it all kind of gelled and came together. And now now they they've decided they're gonna do that and and that was a an awesome and wonderful thing. Very excited about that. Very excited. I think it's gonna I think it's gonna transform our country. I really do. And so you you joined us from DC to Pittsburgh on the leg that's coming from the east from DC to Notre Dame. And Anthony's here with us too. He was with from Champion, Wisconsin, coming from the north. Why don't you just tell us about what it's like in there on the road in the van? It's, it's hell. No, it's actually, it's actually, you know, for an old man, so I'm 59 years old. Um, again, you know, not, not the, uh, in primo shape, um, at all. Um, but, uh, but it was something that I felt called to do, even though financially, you know, we're upside down right now and, you know, all these things are going on. Um, uh, but in, in, despite all the noise, um, in prayer, you know, cause your dad reached out to me and always, he always confronts me with these challenges, which, disrupt my sense of harmony at least hmm. momentarily and uh and you know and i thought about it prayed about it, and i felt like god was saying and, and and how i know it was god's will is my wife said hey why don't you go it's <laughs> usually it's like you know um but so so anyway so ended up going and um it was very difficult so we're you know we're kind of living a spartan life in the van uh down by the river um sorry it was cheap um and you know just uh you know, um, living a very uh, austere life, you know, walking, you know, we're walking the whole day. So between it was your dad and myself, we were, you know, we're, we're walking the whole day. And, uh, you know, and, and it was it was some of the most beautiful scenery, some of the most beautiful prayer I've ever experienced. And, and again, and there was also times where it was just utter agony walking. I mean, there were times where my feet were just on fire, my knees, my calves. And, uh, but again, at those times, it was, it was beautiful because I just, I really, really offered with Christ, with Jesus, you know, just begging him for mercy on our country, begging him for mercy on my family. Um, and it was just, 
you know, it was a beautiful thing. And then, you know, then at night, um, we had, you know, then we had uh, uh, Randall Terry joined us. And then at night, you know, we would, we would, you know, we'd smoke cigars mm-hmm. and, and talk about the day and just had a blast. I mean, there were, there were times where we just, it just, just couldn't stop laughing, you know, but there was this whole mixture of feelings and emotions and, you know, and just things and dynamics that we did throughout the day that just made it a beautiful experience. I'm going to miss it tremendously, although my body right now needs at least probably two weeks of rest. But uh, but I'm just so grateful for being a part of this. And just and I just want to, you know, I just want to encourage your viewers to just realize that this is a this is a powerful, beautiful thing that's going on. And and I am so grateful to, for them, for their prayers and their sacrifices, because there were times where, you know, we, we could have easily gotten hit by cars where we're, we're on this highway where the shoulder is like, you know, eight, yeah. eight inches. And, uh, you know, we're kind of like, you know, praying, you know, prayers of please don't let me get hit by the semi. And, you know, so so anyways, a lot of a lot of stuff, a lot of emotions, but just a, a great, wonderful, powerful experience and just, you know, a great to be part of it. Yeah, yeah, and then Anthony, what would you say? Kind of your version of that summation of probably the first lake here for you from Wisconsin. Ah, uh, yes, liberating, I'd say. So as you were talking, it was uh, enlightening and helping me realize what I went through. I'd say the way I process my experiences um, is it's kind of over time. You know, it'll happen to me, and then you know, some weeks days if I'm lucky later I'll realize kind of what happened to me and in this case I'd say it was liberating yes it was penitential it was difficult but liberating from the daily struggles and daily stresses of life back home because I had just bought a house and I have obligations here with various ministries very busy Uh, so to just up and leave and, and put myself into a situation that is, is totally foreign. And we worked out the kinks with, with the uh, trip from Wisconsin to South Bend, certainly. Um, just kind of putting myself into something that, that was unknown was taking my mind off of the things that were stressing me back home. So really, it was an amazing experience in my spiritual life. I had a couple experiences that were... One that was unexplainable, and then one that was just a, one of realization. And I can go into that if you'd like. Yeah, sure. Okay. So, in order, um, well, I guess it's all kind of meshed together. So, first, uh, we started off the pilgrimage with a mass. And it was the Feast of the Triumph of the Cross. So, mm-hmm. the priest um, celebrating mass his homily was all about the power of the cross how how it in of itself has power um, anyway he gave us a history lesson and then um, you know it was, it was quite a long homily but a good one uh, he said that embracing your cross is the idea here not just accepting it like ah oh, yeah you know, I'll take that, I guess, because I have to. You know, it's more like making it a part of you. So embracing that cross and then taking the suffering from it and unifying it with Christ. So what does that mean? I had no idea. And I still kind of don't, but I'll explain kind of 
what that means, what I kind of realized later on. So chronological order here that homily was there. And like I said, my experiences come later. The fruits of them come later. So I'm on this walk and um, Bud tells me that or I'm on the we're in the van or something or on the way to a walk. And Bud says, uh, you know, with every something like this pilgrimage, big movement, uh, apostolate, God assigns a guardian angel to uh, whatever it is. And I guess I, ex- I expressed some doubt. I don't remember exactly expressing doubt, but mm-hmm. he took it as doubt. And he said and he had walked earlier that day because, you know, we do many shifts. Uh, so he had walked before me. I was on the way to this walk uh, to do my shift. And he said, you know, I, I prayed to the Lord today to show you the, uh, the guardian angel for Operation True Cross, either the angel itself or the... Um, the power of the angel. So I said, all right, whatever. Uh, but this is you know, perhaps in the back of my mind. I get out on the walk and I'm with Xavier at this point. And uh, we're on the straightest path known to man. And um, it's beautiful. It's just 70 degrees, 70 degree evening with a gorgeous sunset, you know, blue sky, some clouds in the sky. He's not kidding when he says this was the straightest path known to man. It was an old railroad line through rural Wisconsin. So flat, straight, you could see five plus miles easily down this this trail. And at some points we were just in the middle of fields because there wasn't necessarily a marginal road. So to give you an idea of what it looks like, it's just either corn or soy, maybe some trees three, four miles to the side. And we're walking up this slight grade and I realize I haven't actually looked up all day. We've been outside. I've mostly just been looking at the trail, watching where I step, looking around at the bushes or the trees or the corn, fighting the urge to run through the corn. And I stop and look up and I just notice the sky and it's just open, gorgeous clouds, that perfect blue with the white. And I just say to Anthony, hey, look at the sky. So I look up and these clouds are are in a very unusual pattern, not... You know, something that you wouldn't, that you would say is, you know, divine or anything. It's just, you know, they're, they're in a cool pattern, you know, kind of picturesque. And uh, I, I see the clouds kind of moving quickly in a direction. And I kind of pan out in my vision. And uh, I see the clouds um, are moving all, all around toward a center um like they're converging at a point. So I look to where it's converging and I see this little circle of open blue sky where all the, all the clouds are coming together. And within that circle, there was what I could make out, maybe, maybe an angel or a, a cross. So there's the nod to power in the cross if that's what it was, of course, Bud had told me um, that he prayed for the sign. So I don't know if that was lingering in the back of my mind. So take it with a grain of salt, but I'm going to take it for a sign. Uh, Operation True Cross Guardian Angel right there. Um, and as a proof, uh, sort of, uh, I asked Xavier where, <laughs> where he saw the clouds to be converging. And he pointed in a totally different direction. So <laughs> maybe it was only for me. I don't know. 
But yeah, so uh, just an example of, of the symbology of the cross. And then um, later on, that homily, so this kind of connection to homily I was mentioning before, uh, I, I went on this really long walk, um, you know, we're, we were doing 10-mile shifts uh, from Wisconsin to South Bend uh, the first time around. Uh, but during the first half of the week, some of our teammates got injured. Um or hurt rather because Xavier, his knee was busted up a little bit, but he got back on the road relatively quickly. Um, so I wanted to pick up some of the slack since I was healthy and I didn't, I didn't want to lose a beat. I wanted to kind of get this going in record time. So I went on a, a walk that was 24 miles and around mile, I want to say 15, uh, it was getting really tough. So I remembered that homily at that time. You know, and I, I kind of took the homily for what it was, you know, and in my mind, it wasn't, it was just your, your normal homily on a feast day. Um, but it really resonated with me then. It really, just, I knew in my heart for at least a second what this pilgrimage of reparation meant and to unify the suffering that I was experienced with the suffering mm-hmm. of Christ. And in, in that, there's meaning. So whatever that was, I felt was probably the greatest takeaway from this that leg of the pilgrimage for me, other than the cool sights and things. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to ask you the same thing in a second, Steve. But I noticed for myself, and I guess this, in hindsight, the realization is that there, the parallel to regular life, that's kind of the whole point of this, is not to necessarily just be a couple guys walking across the country, but do this symbolic act with carrying the true cross and also praying. And... On the road, though, I'm kind of sort of the logistics IT type guy. I make sure things happen. And I was very caught up in that for the first four or five days when we were out eight, I think, on the first leg. And here I am. I'm supposed to be on this pilgrimage of reparation. We've got all this, you know, we've been talking about it and sharing it publicly and all this. And really all I'm thinking about is, like, where are we getting food? How am I getting these guys comfortable what nick like little things are we missing that i gotta fix in the van or where do we have to wake up and be it's kind of like a mom right yeah (laughs) (laughs) kind of like a mother and it's like meanwhile i'm supposed to be on this spiritual pilgrimage and praying and stuff and it's i'm pretty far from it besides just kind of daily rosary and some daily prayers from the daily prayers book and after anthony does we we started calling it his spirit walk kind of jokingly but also seriously after he did that I went out on my own the next day because we had to, we initially were walking two by two, but had to switch to just one at a time because it it just was not working out logistically. And I realized that both on this walk and then at large in my own life, there are so many times where I'm just so caught up in the day to day of the what, not necessarily wrong or evil or anything like that, or even very good worldly things that we have to handle every day, just getting up, going to work, making sure that you got the groceries and if you have kids that they're at school, there's just a million things we all have to do every day that not necessarily explicitly suffering, but they're, they're not easy. And as Anthony was saying with, it's not just bearing the cross, but embracing it. I realized in so many areas of my life, I'm just sort of under the load, not spitefully, but more of like, like an old style Greek stoicist, just Mm. like, I have to carry this. I'll do it as opposed to the cross of Christ where in um, the priest mentioned in his homily in the Passion movie with from Mel Gibson, 
the unrepentant thief turns to Christ and is like, you fool, why do you embrace your cross? And he, in the scene, he's kind of hugging it, almost kissing it. And it's like, that's the disposition. We're called to take up our cross and follow him the way he did it, not just yeah. under the weight. So, And so little of the cross and what you're mentioning is is based on sentimentality. It, it, basically, who knows how much grace is is born through the, you know, you doing logistics, you know what I mean? And thinking, oh, this is, I don't feel very holy or, you know, it's like, but the thing is, is that, you know, what's what's born out of that mundane, what's born out of the, the mother who's changing the diaper every day or cleaning out the bottle or clean, you know what I mean? It's like the, the abundant grace that we, we have no idea. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's the thing. It's hard to see that sometimes, right? It's almost like know that this suffering, if unified with Christ's suffering, will bear fruit. You know, I, I think uh, in, in my reversion over my life, that's one of the huge things that gets me through. It's like, this isn't all for naught here. Um, and, and the idea of storing up treasures in heaven, even if you don't experience the fruits here, others will um, immediately that you might not know. And then and when you get to heaven, you'll, you'll see all the treasures that you've been storing over your lifetime. Amen. Hello, everyone. We'll get back to the conversation in just a few seconds. The best way to participate in Operation True Cross is to pray with us. The daily prayers to save America take just 12 minutes a day. To order your copy of the official prayer book, simply go to our website, catholiccity.com. That's catholicity.com. They're available for only $1 each with free shipping, so make sure to order extra copies for your family, friends, and fellow parishioners. To receive up to 10 free copies or to order by mail, you can write to us at The Mary Foundation, P.O. Box 26101, Fairview Park, Ohio, 44126. Now back to the show. So I guess we'll go in a, in a little bit different direction because I noticed this both on the walk and even when I think about this. It's easy to forget, weirdly enough, why we're doing this and that it's for the sake of our country and ultimately for the world. And that's what these prayers are about. And there's very much language in them and reality about just the influence of demonic forces in our lives and the lives of our country. So what do you guys think about that? Any insights from the walk itself? Yeah, actually, um, it's fine. So when we first started, it rained for like the first five days. It just every every day, I think I think we looked at the, the uh, forecast and it said, yeah, one day of rain. It rained every day, and and we as we got out, it was you know it was drudgery, man. It was like um, it wasn't uh, when we first started. It wasn't anything that was like fun. It was it was just pure drudgery. But the thing is, is that again we you know we prayed. I, there were times where I experienced you know oppression. I experienced temptations. I experienced you know get you know Satan saying, hey, "Do you really think this is doing anything? Do you really think this is doing any good?" You. You know, you old man, balding, fat, walking across, you know, walking across the country. You're a fool. You know, you've got a family. You know, you've got this and that. But it's like, but it's like, no, no, this this is making a difference. And and so yeah, so so to mention the demonic. I mean, the demonic was was definitely there. But but again, we felt God's power. I mean, we you know we we prayed over each other. You know, we asked for the angels you know, to intercede. I asked my, you know, I asked my guarding angel, I asked the, the angel of the United States to pray with me that the prayer of Divine Mercy Chaplet as I walked. And again, it was just, um, it, it's, it, and it, you know, and Anthony, you had mentioned it, 
it's going to take a while. I mean, I just I just finished yesterday, took our last step yesterday, and um, it's going to take a while to unpack. But but you know, the definitely the demonic forces were there. Uh, we you know there were there were times where it was very palpable. I mean, very palpable where you know it was you know it, it was just uh, almost overbearing. You know and. And I just, I asked the guys to pray for me. I said, kid, can you pray for me or pray over me? And, and, you know, and again, it's, um, it was it just, a you know, kind of a, a microcosm of, of real life. And, uh, and it was, uh, it was a beautiful thing to be a part of it. What about you, Anthony? Yeah. Uh, I had, I have this thought brewing in my head of the, just for one thing, Xavier, recently you're talking about sins of omission and the it's you don't realize kind of what you don't do. Right. And um, how much harm that can cause. And I think that's a form of complacency in a lot of ways. I feel like, you know, in my in my head just now, I was trying to draw a, a, um, a parallel between complacency and indifference and I think they're kind of similar and in a lot of ways and of course you know indifference is the opposite of love and our God is love so to be indifferent towards somebody is to not be kind of pursuing the love that that God wants us to have for him and for others and I feel like that's what the devil wants is this complacency and this indifference in our lives. And as far as things that we can do as humble humans to stop the demonic, this is one of the extreme things. Of course, I'm sure there's there's people who've done cra- way more crazy things than, than we're doing right now. Um, but this is pretty up there. This is pretty uh, novel and, and hard and something that God absolutely sees and, and rewards if it's in his name, which it is. So this is quite the opposite of, of the things that the devil wants us to, to be, complacent and indifferent. This is taking action in the way that we can. So it absolutely will bear fruit, not only in the suffering, but in the fact that we're, we're acknowledging that it's, it's a, there's a present issue in our country. And I just think we'll be greatly rewarded as as a church militant you know yeah and you know and just to jump in xavier um how i guess how, how many of us and, and i'm i'm talking to you you know listeners right now you know how many of us feel such a sense of um geez you know what can i do i mean they feel a mm-hmm. sense of helplessness and, mm-hmm. and again i felt that um I, again the, the more you you know you read the news or hear the news the more you're like, oh my, you know, what's what's going on in our country? What's going on in our world? It's insanity, and we think, what can I do? And and for me, this was something where I'm like, you know what, this I can do this. This is something I can do to make a difference. And again, ever since I had that, you know, that uh, not not that locution, but ever since I had that strong impression from our blessed mother that this is this is what we can do for Jesus. Um, I feel like you know, being a part of this, and again. I'm just an extension of your, of your, you know, of, of your followers of the Mary Foundation people because it's. I just want you to know, people that are listening, it's your prayers. You know, I'm just a, I'm just a, a you know, um, I'm just a result of your prayers and your sacrifices. It's not, yeah, you know, it's, it's not about me. 
so much. No, it's not about me. But the thing is, it's about you. And it's about the fact that you've made these sacrifices. You made these prayers. You've made this, you know, this, this almsgiving. You know, we're, we're just a, you know, we're just a reflection of you. And the thing is, is that what we've done in our lives here, again, suffering, um, you know, a lot of prayer, um, we could only do because of you. And so this is a, this is a, you know, we're a family and what we're doing is making a difference. And we are going to conquer in Christ, right? We are going to conquer with his grace. We will never, ever give up, ever. And so I, I, I thank your listeners because there were times where I know it was the grace from their sacrifices mm-hmm. that, that kind of propelled us, you know, over the finish line. And again, there's still a lot to go. But uh, anyways. Talking about acts of love, your constant intercession is what makes this possible. There's no way that we could have done this alone. And, you know, I don't know, what comes to mind is is those cars so close on those side roads. You know, I feel like one prayer from one of you out there saved our lives in that particular instance. Just that little amount of grace either, you know, made that person in their car a little bit more attentive or, picture, you know, you know what I mean? I feel picture, like it's a little Picture stuff. this old man like a rabbit trying to like avoid cars coming. I'm like, I'm going from one side to the other to the other. Just, I'm like, this is insanity. But, but again, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm sure it was God's protection and, and everybody's prayers. Absolutely. And yeah, there, there is a learning curve with this too, where we had a lot of self-imposed idiocy to overcome. So yeah, that's the go. kind of thing. It's usually pretty tough to break through. So I have no doubt at all that, your prayers and support, but it particularly your prayers for us. Yeah. Amen. Ultimately, as extensions of your own action. Especially for those who would love to do something like this, but are in a position, whether it's age or life or fitness or things like that. And there were a few timing things that were just really providential in there, the way they came about. For example, um, about halfway from DC. Randall Terry joined up with Steve and my dad, and they had been walking on these windy West Virginia state highways through the mountains. Bro, they were so dangerous. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> would you rather jump off or get hit by a car? What's that? Would you yeah. Would you rather fall car? down the cliff or get hit by a car? And Randall just happened to have been driven up to you guys by a buddy of his who was a big big trail hiker guy and he was like what are you guys doing and it was right after that point where the roads like stepped it up a notch and you're giving me calls you're like hey i don't know we found these trails but like it's it's a lot of miles extra and I, i'm like you know what? i'm gonna check this out i dropped in on google street view and my jaw dropped because it was insanity and what you were about to walk through this right after cumberland maryland was even worse with more elevation and more grading. And so it's just like, that's a little hand of Providence that Randall Terry just randomly decides sort of through some oddball connections that he's going to hop in on this. And then the day he gets there and he's a, he's a pretty strong willed guy. And, and it's kind of in the, in the moment of it, when you're out there, you, you sort of like laser focused on like, just, you got to get your miles and you got to do the walking. You got to, you know, it's going to be a little dangerous sometimes, but you don't necessarily like, step back and rethink everything and when he showed up why don't you tell it steve because you were there i'm just kind of oh no i i just i mean like i said picture picture an old man like a rabbit trying to go from one eight inch shoulder to the other 
to avoid oncoming or you know traffic. And then when when uh, uh, Randall Terry came, um, you know he kind of said, "Hey, you guys, this is this is crazy, guys. We you know it's not worth it. You know it's not worth it to suffer bodily harm for what we're trying to do here." And uh, and you know and he broached the idea to your dad, and of course your dad, being the reasonable person he is, immediately said no. And then <laughs> and then uh, and then because uh, you know he said, I, you know, we don't want to waste an inch or you know or a mile or whatever. And but then you know but then he uh, he thought about it and uh, uh, talked to some people and said, you know what, actually you're right. And so uh, so then we decided, you know, there was a trail that actually went from where we were at to all the way to Pittsburgh, and. Um, and there was only a 2% grade, which, I mean, I was walking up and down hills that were just ginormous. I mean, I my body was so wrecked. I was walking backwards down the hill because just to, just to you know, work different muscles. Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, so when he said that, when he said 2% grade, I was like, oh, you know, but it's, you know, it's an extra 44 miles or whatever. And, but, you know, but that, again, when we moved over to the trails, um, that was... Um, life altering for me was there a lot of traffic oh no but when we went to the trails it, it was um again there um you know you're going from constant noise pounding um oh, yeah, you know a psychological effect. yeah yeah and just yeah you know, you're constantly looking over your shoulder it's hard to it's hard to enter deep into meditation mm-hmm. when you know when there's a uh, a semi you know what i mean <laughs> when when uh again you, you have to hold your hat so your hat doesn't blow off oh, because the semi is yeah. so close and then you go to the and then you go to the trails, and again the trails were uh, some of the most beautiful scenery um, that I've ever ex- I've ever witnessed. I mean, I see the you know bald eagle fly over my head um, as I was walking over this massive bridge over that sounds this like a signal bridge. chasm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for for the U.S. Yeah, and um, so I mean it was and again the prayer. I mean, you know there are times where you know you're, you're praying your rosy, your repetitive prayer. And there's times where just God just inserts himself, you know, Abba, you know, or our Blessed Mother, you know, and, and you know, or our Lord Jesus. And it's like you just, you know, you enter into a real depth of prayer, I mean, on, on those on those trails. And uh, and again, just, you know, it's it, it was just so awesome. Again, I should never have done this. I mean, I, I, I can't afford I can't afford this time. I can't afford you know, even to be away from my family this long is such is so hard for my you know, to be away from my wife and my children. Um, it's so hard, but but it was just um, it was such an awesome experience. So I'm I again, you who are listening right now, um, I know that you know you may not be able to do this, but you know again your 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 sacrifices, you know ev- all the things that you've done have have, have provided for for this opportunity for me to be able to. You know, to do this again, and and just the whole sense of you know, yeah, seeing the the the, the American eagle, you know, bald eagle fly by, um, it, it was a reminder for me that you know what we're doing this for our country because we love our country. You know, we, we think about all the people who died and sacrificed, and and we you know we think about our little sacrifices that we're doing. You know, we were we were we were walking over areas where soldiers in the you know um, in the Revolutionary War uh, walked again. Not with uh, Skechers shoes or you know designer mm-hmm. marching. You know, I mean they you know they had like moccasins and stuff. You know, so I mean we you know we we had uh, just the benefit of a lot of things. But uh, but just again to, to think about all the sacrifices for our country that we love, and we're not going to give up. We'll never give up. I guess I would 
kind of ask here as we're, we're running on time a little bit. Going forward, obviously you won't have literally the opportunity to do exactly this again. But in terms of how to incorporate something like this into your life, both for you personally and I guess for you, Anthony, too, I'll, I'll open this question up, sort of all of us. But particularly for you, Steve, because you got to, you know, you're going home, going back to your family and your life, and you can't just often take trail trips and walk across country again whenever you want. And so it's sort of like you're back in regular old John Q. Benefactor shoes like you were two weeks ago. What are you going to try to do to sort of keep up with this sort of penitential, prayerful life? I mean, this is this has been etched. I mean, it, it, this is something that's been etched on my soul, and um, and what I mean by that, and I, I, it's hard for me not to get emotional about it because I think about, I think about my children and our families and how much I love them. And you know what? I just, I'll do anything for them. And so to be part of this for me is, it's been a great, great gift, just a great gift. And so I am thankful to, you know, I'm thankful to our Lord. I'm thankful to all your supporters. Again, there's, you know, we, we did eat well at night. So we had some, uh, we had some good meals at night. So I'm, I'm grateful for that and you know it's a few hotel rooms here and there um but i just um you know as i go back it's emotional for me because i just i wish i could do more so what i'll do is i'll continue to pray and i'll continue to walk as soon as my body heals i mean it's uh you know i got a knee that's just just let me know how human i am and how old i am um, but, you know, and, uh, and I'll continue to tithe. I mean, I'll, you know, I, um, I mean, I sent the Mary Foundation $20 uh, <laughs> like four weeks ago and Bud wrote me a handwritten note, you know, thanking me and, uh, you know, f- financially that's, you know, that's all we could afford. So anyways, it's been just a really just awesome experience and, um, I plan on, you know, kind of uh, upping my game a little bit. And again, um, just, you know, trying to be a part of this and, you know, being part of the Operation True Cross. And then when they do the Eucharistic procession, to be a part of that, um, or the Eucharistic march, I should say. Um, And, you know, just, um, again, I have such a sense of gratitude for, you know, for all the people that have sacrificed so much. And uh, and I plan on, you know, just... um, trying to keep that spirit but it's but it's hard it's hard to leave um if i didn't love my children and wife so much i you know um i continue to do it but uh but i have to get back and uh yeah so but that's uh sorry for blubbering um but uh, i'm just a softy thank you steve yeah yeah i just want to add to we really couldn't have done it without steve um just like anthony had mentioned he just bought a house i just moved we have like anybody else, a lot of personal life stuff going on and the logistics and scheduling of our lives just didn't line up. And it looked like we would have to delay this project a little bit, perhaps. And then kind of Steve came out of the woodwork and really took one for the team for us, jumping in on short notice to do this. So we really appreciate that, Steve. Oh, yeah. All good. No, you're, mm-hmm. And your dad wanted to do it before the election, you know, D.C., right? And that which made perfect sense. And uh, no, I just 
again, it was it was it was God's will, man. I mean, this never again between my wife and my you know living my life, this never would have happened would were it not God's God's will. So uh, all good mm-hmm. in the hood. We hope you were inspired by this podcast, and we encourage you to share it on social media and warmly invite you to distribute our free Catholic scapulars, medals, books, and booklets to your family, friends, parish, and social groups. Visit us online at catholiccity.com for more information. The real work of the Mary Foundation is accomplished by people just like you. There are three ways to help. First, please pray for everyone who hears, reads, or wears our materials. Second, share them with everyone you know, family, friends, fellow parishioners, and the people you work with. Only you can reach them. Finally, Please help us financially. It seems impossible, but we don't do traditional fundraising here at the Mary Foundation. We rely on your generosity and God's providence. By the way, if you, your parish, or your Catholic group would like to distribute our materials by the dozens, hundreds, or even thousands, all we ask for is help covering our materials costs. So please visit us online for suggested donations. For our Canadian friends and those outside the United States, only online requests are accepted, so please refer to the special shipping rates listed on our website. Thanks for listening, and we're looking forward to working with you. May God bless you always. And now, here's a short preview of our Rosary and Divine Mercy Chaplet, the most popular rosary recording in the history of the world. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. For an increase in the virtues of faith, hope, and charity. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be world without end. All rights are reserved, and any duplication without permission is prohibited.